Hello. Hello. Sorry, I forgot that was my cue. The, the end of the music is when we start talking. Yes. I, know. I forget that like <laughs> we're like actually live. <laughs> you know what? It's okay. You do you, bestie. Um <laughs> anyway, how are you? I'm ungodly exhausted. I just moved back home. That's why we took a little gap break. Sydney was very understanding. It was just easier. I was like I'm packing. I just need to pack my phone, my microphone, and it was finals week. Um, yeah, you were a busy bitch. Got my grades back. I ended with a 3.73. Hell yeah, look at you go. Not too shabby. So I got, Amazing. thank you. I got four A's, one A minus, and a B. Dude, that's amazing. Look at you go. You're killing it. And my B was in microbiology, which is, like, a hard class. Yeah, that's super hard. Yeah. But that was good. Now my cumulative is, like, a 3.8, which I'm cool with. Yeah, that's not bad at all. If I get, like, a 4.0 at least once next. So I'm going to get an A in my summer class because my teacher's awesome, so I'm not worried. Um, So I'm going to get an A here. That should bring me up to, like, a 3.9 cumulative. And then if I get a 4.0 second semester of next year because i don't know if i'll get a 4.0 in the fall because i'm taking anatomy and chem gross just like a lot so i'm gonna put my energy in just like getting above a b yeah um but yeah so next year's gonna be pretty tough but good tough i'm preparing myself i'm reading this book by this navy seal i lost it but it's here (laughs) and he's like talking about just like you know not being a bitch and just like getting the fuck up and doing it and he's like and I just really think like especially with my last experience at this FTX like I feel like I could have held out longer like mentally and so I'm just hoping that like you know if I read some books on mental toughness I can just like build that up over this summer okay but you were also yakking so yeah but I I I mean yes but I do think that my mindset kind of played into that. Like, I think coming into it with a shitty attitude, being like, oh, this is so terrible the whole time. Like, I think I pushed, I think I made my body more tired by being so negative. Like, genuinely. Okay. I think if I would have enjoyed it more and been smarter about it, it would have been fine. Well, you know what? Whatever works for you. Right. We learn our lessons. Exactly. It is what it is, man. Exactly. How also exhausted. Um, yeah, work is hard. Yeah. And now there's like, yeah, and now I'm dealing with like more like opposing councils. And so that's pretty exhausting. Um, and I have a lot of cases open right now, which is also a lot. So you did. You did choose a very hard job yeah but we're going camping this weekend so that'll be a nice little break um and then next weekend we're just chilling probably but the weekend after that we're going boating and stuff so i'm excited for that that'll be fun that'll be fun are you excited yes i'm very excited and then two weeks after that we'll be in washington we'll be in washington or three weeks i guess but yeah it's like two and a half same diff. So when do you guys get in? Is it like the Wednesday or the Thursday? Thursday. 
really short time schedule we're working with. Yeah. And then do you go back Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, but we just got work to do, man. And we're married already. Yeah. So really, this is just for photos and people to give me gifts. I'm going to be really honest with everybody right now. I love gifts and I would love (laughs) it for the gifts. Don't feel sorry about that. I'm just saying, like, I had a really rushed wedding two years ago because of COVID, you know, but it wasn't the wedding that I planned for a year. Um, it was it was just a lot, and so I'm gonna fucking treat myself now, as you should, by milking people for presents and exactly. eating pizza and, and eating pizza. Fucked up. Yep. Yep. We go so. with the. I'm not because I'm underage, but Sid will. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's gonna be fun, and I'm excited. Um, it's gonna be so much fun. And then you guys will be here a couple weeks after that. Yes, we will. We are also excited about that. I'm just nervous about asking for it off when I get my new job. <laughs> just tell them it's already planned. Yeah, I will. I'm just more, like, nervous. I don't know. I'm also sure they know, like, with these summer interns that, or, you know, Sounds. summer placements that they get that people go on vacation because they're students. Yeah. Exactly. And so I'm going to tell them, I'm going to be like, hey, like, I swear to God, if you just give me these two things off, I will never ask for another goddamn day off in my life. <laughs> like, literally ever. I promise you. I'm, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, all I need is your wedding and the trip. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah, and our wedding, you only need Friday, yeah. Your wedding's Saturday. Oh, yeah, I guess I didn't, like, I forgot that it's a care facility and people live there. <laughs> so it is 24 hours. Yes, yes, it's I got that now. Care, so they're, like, live and live in there. Yeah, nope, got it. Um. Yeah, so you'll need Friday and Saturday. I can only do one of those days. Bitch, okay. I know, I'm sorry, it's less stress. Fine. But... They might get because here's the thing. When I was looking at hospital schedules, hospital schedules were three twelves, three days a week. That's thirty six hours, and so that was full time. Mm-hmm. So maybe the assisted living facility will be the same way, or it'll be five eights or three twelves or four twelves. Either way, I'm only working max five days a week. Right. So maybe I could ask them if my two days could be the Thursday or the Friday Saturday. So right. Oh, I will. As soon as I start my clinicals, I'm gonna immediately tell them. So. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Very excited. I'm excited too. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah. I'm excited to see you guys. I know. I can't wait. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm excited to see the puppy. Oh my gosh. He's so excited to see you. He's just so um. Good. He went to daycare today, and it's been really hot out. Like it was 90 degrees today. Uh-huh. And and um. So they brought in pools to daycare so he they said he played in the pool all day oh that was so sweet does he come from from daycare just all tired and like oh yeah he's absolutely exhausted that is he's adorable. he's been sleeping since he came home yes, he should. that's what i do when i get home from daycare yeah right your daycare is just children screaming and telling you they fucking hate you and your shoes are stupid but uh, my shoes were stupid they were not 
guys I was wearing Stan Smith's Adidas. They were cute. He was just mad at me. <laughs> I He's just a bully. School. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, um, our theme for the week, we like, we yes. like have a whole. That's the whole point of us being here. Um, I guess was, you want that. Yeah, it was murder inspired by movies. Murder inspired by murder inspired by movies or movies inspired by murder. Because <laughs> mine's a murder. Movie. It was murder inspired by movies. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Can we do two different things? <laughs> but you know what? It's okay. <laughs> yeah, mine's a murder. That's mine's a murder that inspired a movie. <laughs> that's how I interpret it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's okay. <laughs> Have you ever listened to Wine and Crime? Yes. Amanda always does the wrong thing. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Was you wait? Was yours murders inspired by movies? Yes. God fucking damn it! I'm literally crying. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Oh my god, it's okay. We're gonna roll with it. Um, the title is gonna be <laughs> "Murders and Movies." Maybe I don't know. Like because we just don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Let me I'm gonna go back and look because I don't know anymore. Either way, one of us fucked up. Um, <sighs> oh God, crimes inspired by movies. Yep. Yeah. Crimes <laughs> inspired by movies. I was like, no, I'm right here. <laughs> no, I interpreted it as movies that were made based on crimes. <laughs> that ain't it. That's what I have. <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> Fuck those stupid white dogs in our yard, bro. <sighs> My parents have a dog and he has a girlfriend and she likes to come visit him. Her That's what Liberty's Karen. referring to. Her name is probably not actually Karen. But the Russian neighbors did come over one time and try to persuade dad to let the dogs fuck. Um, Roscoe, Roscoe was unfortunately false. fixed. Yeah. So yes. he cannot breed with Karen. Right. But it was requested. Yeah. It was requested because Roscoe, our dog, is just that attractive like to other he's dogs. A, he's a coot bully. I also think he likes men, which, like, you know, nothing wrong with it, because, you know, we all got a little LGBTQ here, but, like... Right. I think Roscoe's gay. I mean, you know what? Let him vibe, okay? Right. I mean, yeah, we, I mean, we're letting everyone live our lives here. No judgment, no shame, but... Right. Just a little little homo. Yeah, that's okay. But I think Karen is his girlfriend, in all fairness to Karen. Is... She the girlfriend, or is she that like annoying girl that like doesn't leave the guy alone, and then eventually the guy chooses like another guy because it's that's possible. But I have seen Roscoe run to her, so that's true. that seems He's... pretty loving. I feel like their conversations like get the f- get the fuck out of my yard, bitch. Right, like Roscoe's actually coming out there to throw hands. Right, and she's like, let me fuck. 
And yeah. he's like, nah, I'm gay. Yeah. I, I can see it. That's um, what the are saying. <laughs> do we uh, want to jump into our crimes that were possibly inspired by movies or possibly <laughs> inspired a movie? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fucking funny. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> you were telling me the themes. I was like, wait. <laughs> That is not. Loud. You're like, you're like, whose theme is that? Because it's not mine. Because <laughs> mine's movies inspired by crimes. <laughs> I just flipped your sentence like the other way around. I was like this. Yeah. How this did you I get a 4.0? <laughs> yeah. Not, not this man. Um. Okay. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? I think I'll go first. Okay. Yeah. I do what I want. Gotta scooch you over. Okay. <laughs> so my crime inspired the movie Scream. <laughs> oh my God! Wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. My crime was inspired by Scream. Oh no way! Yes. I think I know what crime you did. Yes. What is the fuck's going on today? <laughs> what is your crime? Quick. The Gainesville Ripper. Okay, no, you're good. You're good. Daniel Gill and Robert Fuller were mine. Oh, was that the two teenagers? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah, I know yours. That is yeah. That is so funny. I love that we got the same movie. Oh my god. <laughs> what the dog doing? Roscoe, do you want to say hi? <gasps> Roscoe, Nosco, kids! Did you hear him sniffing the microphone? I did not hear him sniffing the microphone. Fucking damn it. I was hoping he'd, like, lick it or something, get some puppy ASMR. Right, love that. Okay, that is... This is so weird. Okay. This is so funny. <laughs> Fun fact, Scream was the first scary movie I ever watched. And it's it was my favorite Sid- movie. Yes, and it was actually... It was Sydney who told me to watch it. Um, I think you were at college and you like left your DVDs home or something. Um, traumatized me at the time. Now it's my favorite scary movie the in the entire goddamn world. It is it my is favorite scary movie. And oh, can you back the microphone away? Back it away from from your computer. Yeah, back towards you because it was giving feedback. It was like repeating what i was saying back to me i was like what the fuck is she talking about <laughs> anyway um so anyway the main character's name is sydney i just i vibe heavily it has so many famous people in it and it's just so good it's so good it's so good yeah okay so mine is danny rolling aka the gainesville ripper roscoe you can't whine in here you have to leave thank you so he's born in Louisiana. I'm trying to find the town name. It's just really far down in my notes. Shreveport, Louisiana. Shreveport. Shreveport. Thank you. How did you know that? <laughs> I've just heard it before. Oh, okay. I was like, so born <laughs> in Shreveport, Louisiana. Um, his father was a police officer, and according to it didn't exactly say who it was according to, whether it was Danny or whether it was, like, people who grew up with Danny or just, like, witnesses after the fact. But mm-hmm. 
Um, apparently his dad had let him known since he was, like, a young child that he was unwanted. Like, no one gave a shit about him. Yikes. So, the father's name was James Rowling, and he beat him, his mom, and his brother. Of course he did. Yeah, the mom would try and leave, and then he would always, she would always come back shortly after. It didn't say why she would come back, but I assume it's probably because of her kids. And it's also pretty, well, yeah, it's. It's pretty common for survivors of abuse to go back a few times at least. Right. Um, and then also if there's children or animals, that really increases the likelihood that somebody's going to go back as well, unfortunately. Absolutely. I, I do love your input. I always forget that this is like your whole job. <laughs> yes, it is my whole job. <laughs> okay, so um, a story went around at one point. Not sure if it's true, but it's just one of the articles said that um Danny found a dog when he was younger. Danny is um the murderer and mm-hmm. his dog was or his dad was so mad about this dog that he beat him so bad in front of Danny and then the dog had like died in his arms. Aww. So just like shit was bad early, early on. And this eventually we turned into some resentment for his mother and his father. So as we'll see is that we get into some descriptions of the victims. We start to see that become a little more apparent. Um, as a teenager and a young man, he keeps getting arrested for robbery. And one time he got copying a peeping Tom, watching a woman change. Um, throughout his whole life, you know, he has had hard times holding down jobs and assimilating into society. Never really worked out. Always kept getting caught. So his life life. It's kind of a short story, so we really just kind of jump into the crime because it's really long and fucked up. Okay. So in May of 1990, he attempted to kill his father in a fight. Um, yes. He ends up losing his dad. Ends up losing an ear and an eye because oh my of God. because of Danny. Yeah. And then this, I th- I think that whole situation was like his catalyst because, um. The first reported things he was connected to was the Florida murders, which we're about to get into. So, mm-hmm. and this is in the year 1990. So I think that incident kind of was like leading up to this whole explosion. So, on the morning of Friday, August 24th, um, Roll Danny broke into an apartment shared with two students, Sonia Larson and Christina Powell. He first saw Powell. On the downstairs. So he breaks in um, with a screwdriver and other sliding glass doors. Ugh. So he first sees Powell on the downstairs couch, but didn't go up to her yet. And he explored the house. He kept walking around and he found Sonia upstairs. So first he tapes Sonia's mouth shut and um, stabs her in the back with a K-bar knife. And she had defensive wounds all over her body. So she did... Um, she put up a fight, and that was something that a lot of things noted was that she did fight back. Right. And he then went downstairs and taped Christina Powell's mouth shut and bound her by her hands. Hmm. He next cut all of her clothes off and um, raped her while she was face down on the floor. While this is happening, he then stabs her five times in the back. And poses both of the victims in sexually provocative positions. Right before he leaves, he takes a shower. 
so gross, fucked up. Um, yeah. First two or first two victims he's connected with is Sonia Larson and Christina Powell. Um, I can't. One of them was 17 and she was a freshman and this was like her first semester in college and she was in this new apartment, uh-huh. this new city. And um, they were both students. University of Florida. Oh, I skipped like two seconds. Yeah, so I was like, I skipped two lines. I was like, I wrote down where they went to school. <laughs> You're like, I swear it's in here. So one student was from Santa Fe College and four were from the University of Florida. So he ends up having five victims in this spree. Okay. Um, so on the next morning, Saturday, August 25th, he breaks into Christina Hoyt's apartment oh by, God. again, opening her glass drawer, glass drawer with a screwdriver. It's like we got caught. <coughs> there we go. <laughs> you good there, Chief? Yeah. These kids are getting me sick. Okay. Breaks into her glass door with a screwdriver, and she wasn't home yet, and no one was home, so he waits for her. Ugh. Sitting in her downstairs living room until she gets home at 11. And when she gets home, he's there and he surprises her. So he places her in a chokehold as soon as she gets into the door. His regular MO from the last one, he gags her with duct tape and ties her hands behind her back. He then leads her to the bedroom where he, again, cuts off their clothes. And um, raped and murdered her while she's face down in the bed. And I think that this was an important fact to me because it kind of made me feel like he didn't want to have to like look at them while it was happening. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like he didn't want to take accountability for what he was doing. Yeah. So they're all face down. This is happening. And then, but then it gets a little weird. I like, I thought that and I wrote that note and then I kept reading the story and then I kind of was like, mm, this kind of changed my opinion. So he stabs her in the back repeatedly, rupturing her aorta during this, which is like your biggest blood vessel. Yeah. He then flips her over and slices her from stomach <gasps> all the way to her pelvic pubis region, pu- pubic region. Oh my God. All the way back up to her breastbone. Yeah. (coughs) He gets back. So he's staying at a campsite nearby. Yeah. He goes all the way back to his campsite. Loses his wallet. He's like, what the fuck's going on? Goes all the way back to Hoyt's apartment. Looking for his wallet. Um, When he gets back to Christina's, he then... She was she was already um, she was gone at this point, unfortunately. And so he decapitates her. Oh, God. This is really too bad. This is really bad. And then places her head on a shelf facing the corpse. And then her body pose sitting at the edge of the bed. And he said that his motive for doing that was when the police came in. He was hoping he would, like, shock them. So Ew. He, was, he was wanting the shock value out of it. That's fucking disgusting. Oh, it's pretty fucking terrible. Also, that's like someone's. Oh, God. It's so fucking disrespectful. I mean, obviously he murdered her, and that's fucking awful. But, like, to mutilate her afterwards, like. I just don't understand the reason, but he literally. Like, you, I'll tell you his motive for doing all this at the end, and it's just all for attention. Of that's all this it was. Is. Yeah. 
um, at this point, media is going crazy, right? It's the beginning of the school year. Kids are dropping out and transferring back home, and they're like, I'll just come back when this is over. Like, the kids are that scared right now. Yeah, I don't blame them. That's terrifying. College people were changing their routines so that they weren't predictable, and they were sleeping in beds together. There was reports of, like, all this. And then a lot of kids, like I said, went back home. Yeah, I'd go back home. Fuck that. Yeah, exactly. So, (coughs) (coughs) I'm dying. (laughs) R.E.P. is nice knowing you. Bro. So, at this point, media's like, what the fuck is going on? They do not have a suspect. They had, like, two, like, college-age suspects, but obviously ended up being dead ends because this guy was not in college. He was older at this point. And it was, yeah, they ended up, um, the two suspects that they had, they didn't give a lot of details about them, but they ended up clearing them, obviously, so. Right. I felt kind of bad because one of them clearly mentioned that he was, like, had, like, um, like, he was mentally, I hate saying mentally ill, but he was, um, you know, like, he had something going on. He, I think it said he was bipolar, and so they were, like, oh, like, just assumed it was him because of some coincidences and I was like okay that's messed up that's not how that works right just because you're bipolar doesn't mean you go on murder sprees literally <clears throat> so next um Monday the 27th this is nighttime I believe I don't I didn't write down the timeline but I believe it's nighttime because people are sleeping or it's early in the morning either way next he breaks into the home of Tracy Paula's and Manny Taboda. On Monday the 27th. He breaks in with the same previous tools. And Manny is the first boy so far. He kills Manny first after a struggle and finding him downstairs. Because Manny's downstairs on the couch. Mm -hmm. Kills Manny first. Nothing bad there. He ends up leaving him. He doesn't pose his body. He leaves him where he died. And I assume it's because he's a man. And that wasn't his target. Probably. Uh, Even though after the abuse from his father, you'd, you'd kind of think, like, maybe he'd have it out for men. But I don't know. Well, all of his victims looked like his mom. Mm, so, that makes sense. All of his victims up until Manny were short, petite brunette women. Mm. Yeah, let's target the woman who was already a target of abuse. Yeah. So. That's a vibe. Yeah. And I think... I don't know. I think maybe some resentment might have stemmed from, like, the fact that, like, she left multiple times and maybe she didn't take them. That could have been, like, or maybe he thought she wasn't doing enough to stop it because she was an adult. I know some, I've heard kids say stuff like that before, you know, like, so. Yeah, well. Obviously, it's not her fault at all. Yeah, well, he's an adult now and he's refusing to stop the cycle of abuse, too, so. Absolutely. So, yeah, those are just, like, possibilities. No, absolutely, yeah. Tracy's in her room while this is all happening, and she hears the commotion of downstairs of the struggle of Manny and Danny. Mm-hmm. And she goes to go check, and she sees Manny being murdered by Rollins downstairs. And she, she sprints back upstairs and tries to barricade herself in her room. But Manny ends up breaking through the door. And again, taping her mouth and hands as usual, cutting her clothes off, and raping her face down and eventually stabbing her three times in the back when he was done. Ugh, God. 
He left Manny's body where he died and posed Tracy on the bed, just like all the other women. With the exception of Manny, all the victims were petite brunette women who looked like Rollings' mom. Gotcha. So, this is kind of into his, some past connections and then how, how he gets caught. So, the Louisiana police in Shreveport are like, whoa, we just had a murder like this in 1989. That's super similar. What the heck? So, they call the Florida police and they're like, hey, we had a murder like this in November of 1989. Mm-hmm. There was type B blood that are all of these crime scenes that aren't any of the victims. And so they knew it couldn't be any of the victims. It had to be the killer with the type B blood. Mm-hmm. So this was like their big breakthrough in the case. They were like, okay, well, we know the killer has type B blood. And the Louisiana and Florida police were able to connect their cases together. So the murder that the Louisiana police were connecting to Florida was the Greesom family murder. So William Greesom, Julie Greesom, and Sean Greesom. Uh-huh. Julie was William's daughter, and then Sean was William's grandson, so Julie's son. Okay. The family had been attacked before dinner while they were preparing dinner, and only Julie's body was the mutilated one. She was the only one that was cleaned and the only one that was posed. Of course she was. Like in Florida. But right. this was before Florida because Florida was August of 90 and this is November of 1989. Gotcha. So shortly after all this was on national news and Crime Stoppers and it was getting all this media attention, a local from Shreveport, Cindy Jurik, Juriak, I don't know. She reported Danny Rollings as being connected with the murder. She was like, hey, you really need to look into this guy. Like, he's been in both these areas. Like, it's weird. So how she knew him was she um, met him through, like, the church group or something. And then she would invite him over and they would just, like, talk and stuff. And they would, he would hang out at the house. So one night, he's been there for a couple nights now. He's just hanging out. Sydney's husband goes to Sydney and she's like, he's got to fucking go. Like, you need to make him leave. He cannot come back. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And apparently he had just made a comment about how, quote unquote, likes to stick knives into people. Oh, don't like that. Said that to Sydney's husband. And she dismissed it. And she dismissed the comments and she didn't want to believe he was being serious. She was like, he's just weird. He might be kidding. Like, no, no one kids about that. That's not. Right. So he made other comments to her in the future about going somewhere sunny where all the beautiful women are, which is, I assume, why he goes to Florida. Right. So when they go to talk to Rollings, um, they're like, hey, you know, we got to talk to you because now you're being like anonymously tipped to us. He was already in jail in Florida for robbing the supermarket and getting caught. Okay. They take all his belongings into evidence, and that's really that, because in his belongings, um, they find he'd kept audio diaries of what he was doing, so in the tape recorder. So, evidence, confession, it's that's basically, like, the end of it. And on April 20th of 1994, so he gets put in jail in the 90s, and it, they have him wait almost four years until trial. Damn. As a lawyer, 
question for you. Why yeah. does it take so long for cases like that to go to trial? <laughs> um, they want to make sure that they have like all of the evidence and even once you have collected all the evidence, now you're going through it and, you know, making sure that it's all going to be like concrete and, you know, like if you really think somebody is a serial killer, you don't want them getting out on like a technicality or because you missed something. Okay. So um, they're just trying to do everything right, um, which can take a really long time. That makes sense though. But yeah, so he ends up being incarcerated for, Four years until trial. Okay. They get him. It's pretty... Like, I know the, I know it took four years for him to prepare all that, but it's pretty cold-cut clear. There was not any notes on the trial or any crazy things that happened. Um, so, on April 20th, 1994, he gets sentenced to death. Damn. During his four years incarcerated, he was diagnosed with antisocial personality, borderline disorder, borderline personality disorder, and paraphilia I'm not sure what that means let's look it up real fast yep paraphilia paraphilia I should have looked that up I thought about it too I was like I need to look that up oh a condition characterized by abnormal mm. sexual desires typically involving extreme or dangerous activities so that checks out stabbing them in the back wow yeah that is where that came from. Okay. Um, so he, um, the judge asked him what his motive was for all this, why this had to happen. And he said he wanted to become a superstar like Ted Bundy. Oh my God. No. Yeah. Ugh. I hate that. I hate that. Like shit like that. Glamorized serial killers. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I guess people could argue like that's what we're doing, but I really hope that it comes across how like we're trying to put it out. Yeah, like how much we care about like victims and survivors, not the killer themselves. Right. Like I didn't put shit into research of him, but I tried to find out, you know, where all the victims went to school, how old they were, that kind of stuff, you know, like right. Yeah. Bring stories to light. Yeah. So, sorry, I did find one little fact about him that I thought I would just add on as we just talked about how we don't give a shit about killers, but his last meal was lobster tail. Ew. You know, that also kind of pisses me off. I'm sorry, but you don't deserve good things. Right? Like, you don't deserve a fucking last meal. But on October 25th, 2006, he was executed by lethal injection. Oh, wow. A lot of the victims' families were there watching. So I don't know if I could watch that. If someone murdered you, I think I could watch that. I don't think I could watch someone die. That's funny that you're talking about that because in my CNA book right now, I'm learning how to deal with residents. Oh. That, that I have to take care of. That's sad. And don't take that as that I don't care about these residents. Take it as I'm really stressed out. And scared and might cry. <laughs> I just okay. don't have to handle my emotions. <laughs> I come home from work and cry sometimes. Yeah. I, cr- <laughs> I cried at work on Tuesday. Was that yesterday? Yeah. Yes. I getting told I was a terrible person and that my shoes were ugly. Okay. He's, I cried a little bit. He's also like 
a seven-year-old with issues. So I think it's... <laughs> yeah. It's not you. It's him. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was a rough day. Um, yeah. But this fair. movie did inspire um, the director of the slasher screen movies. So Interesting. Which therefore kind of feeds into the fact that he wanted to be famous and that's kind of icky, but like... We can't really yeah. do anything about it now. Right. Okay. So my murder inspired by a movie <laughs> um, is, well, mine's not a murder. It's an attempted murder, but a crime nonetheless. Right. Um, it is the crime uh, committed by Daniel Gill and Robert Fuller. Um. At the time of the attack in 1999, Daniel Gill was 14 years old and Robert Fuller was 15 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was the age that they were at the time of sentencing. I don't know if they were like 13 and 14 at the time of committing the crime, but they happened very close together. Um, So anyway, that's their general age range. Um, They were from Harrogate. North Yorkshire which is probably a town but I I don't know what any of that means because I'm not from Europe oh it's in Europe oh this is not the case I was thinking of then oh really yeah this is there must be another one with yeah that's that's unfortunate um so it's kind of hard to find information about these two children's lives. Uh-huh. Um, but it is known that they had fallen under the influence of a drug dealer, Paul Orens. He allowed them to have access to drugs, weapons, and violent movies, quote unquote. Um, I'd also like to say that I don't think movies make murderers. Um, I think that that is a choice that somebody makes. Right. Um, but this combo with the access to drugs and weapons couldn't have been great. Um, no, absolutely not. And especially if you're high and making those decisions after watching a movie. I was watching action adventure crime movies since I was like seven. Mm-hmm. And I've never murdered anyone. No, absolutely. And obviously I've never murdered anyone either. But I think when you're on, like, a hallucinogen or something. No, 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 right. I just mean, like, for when people oh, say that movie, yeah. it's like... And oh, like, yeah. And, like, John has played violent video games since he was probably about seven or eight. He doesn't yeah. mark people, so... No, and I do not think that that is... I think that's that true. that's a cop-out for people when they say that. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd absolutely agree with you. Yeah, I don't think that that's actually a thing that causes... <laughs> It's like saying Met TC. It's like saying what? The army. The cop out answer for like tactical questions is oh Met God. TC. It's God Met TC you. dependent. I hate it. Mission, enemy, terrain, time, type, civilian considerations. Just be like, if anyone asks you a question, just be like, it's Met TC dependent, bro. <laughs> I hate that so much. Anyway, okay. Um, <laughs> due to um, this drug dealer's influence and possibly a bad home life, which I think there was a bad home life, I'm pretty sure, um, the boys yeah. began experimenting with drugs and getting out of hand. Yeah. Um, so 
on one visit to their drug dealers drug dealer friend's house they watched the movie scream mm-hmm. allegedly this movie inspired them to attack a friend and i'm putting friend in quotes because he was very close to daniel uh-huh. um but if you choose to attack your friend there you never considered them a friend right so, you don't care yeah exactly um a little bit about the movie as previously stated this is like my favorite horror movie mm-hmm. um it like i said it has a lot of famous people it kind of it kind of ma- like makes fun of horror movies a bit like oh. a- at one point one of the characters is like don't kill me mr ghostface i want to be in the sequel like i don't know i just it's really good i like it it's the best movie ever yeah anyway so um it's about two boys who go on a murder spree dressed as Ghostface. Um, they killed the main character. Also, this is a spoiler alert, but if you haven't watched this, it's literally from the 90s, and that's like 30 years ago almost. So that's a personal choice that you've made. Um, <laughs> but they killed the main character, Sidney Prescott's mom, because um, Billy Loomis blamed her for his parents splitting up. They had an affair, and his mom like dipped on um his dad and him so anyway they kill her mom and they frame an innocent man for the murder and um kind of just exact revenge on people that they believe wronged them throughout the whole film um they would call the victim and scare them slash torture them before murdering them um eventually sydney fights back and kicks their asses but there's like 10,000 sequels uh because people just love recreating this murder apparently or this murderer's agenda apparently so yeah, there's literally 18,000 fucking sequels yeah and sydney is unfortunately like in all of the them. target in all of them yeah literally and yeah it's like fast and furious like it's just never ending yeah exactly um so anyway that is the movie that they allegedly were inspired by to attack their friend. Um, so in January of 1999, the boys watched the horror movie Scream. Just hours later, this inspired them, again, air quotes, um, to lure a friend, Ashley Murray, who was 13 at the time, into a remote wooded area. Allegedly, uh, according to Ashley, they told him that their goal was to sneak into a local bird watching hut um and Ashley just like believed them like he was like oh yeah sure like this is just like a silly thing we do as teenagers right um Ashley and Gil like I mentioned were best friends um so nothing in his behavior suggested that he was going to attack Ashley um unfortunately both boys did attack Ashley obviously um yeah and they stabbed him 18 times with a screwdriver and a knife Oh, God, a screwdriver? Like, that's fucked up. Yeah, I know. That's personal as fuck. Yeah, and it's, like, from what I've heard, like, it's exhausting to stab a human. You know what I mean? That like, takes energy. and It takes, like, yeah. Rage. And then with a screwdriver that's, like, not even that sharp, like, oh, my that's God. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. This resulted in a collapsed lung, fractured rib, and um, lasting damage to Ashley. Jesus. The only reason the boy stopped was because he played dead and hoped that they'd leave him alone. It's so sad, but 
smart just sad that you have to think about that you know like i know no 13 year old should be thinking okay if i play dead that they'll just stop hurting me you know like it's terrible i know um once the boys stop stabbing ashley they wrapped him in a bin liner which i'm assuming is a garbage bag all the articles were foreign All the articles, not English, not American. (laughs) Not American. They were English. (laughs) They were English, yes. Um, And left him in the woods. Ashley would lay there for two days before anyone would find him. Jesus Christ. Yeah, his mom was, like, obviously freaking the fuck out. They couldn't find him anywhere. She reached out to to, um, Gil's family and was like, hey... Uh, have you seen Ashley? And he was like, oh, no, like, I haven't. Like, playing yeah, exactly. Um, So Ashley was only found because a man was taking an elderly man, mind you, was taking his dogs for a walk. And the dogs like ran down the hill and found him. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's proof dogs are the best. I know. Dogs are literally the best. Um, I know. In order to survive these two days in the woods, he was forced to lick rainwater off of his jacket to stay hydrated. And, um, like, in order to stay as warm as possible, he had to, like, you know, scrunch up into a little ball and and keep as many layers as he could on. Right. Um, Unfortunately, it was really cold out there um, for those two days that he was outside. And he was found suffering from frostbite and hypothermia. Um. In later interview, I know, right? It would just be terrifying. And then as a kid, like, right? How old was he? Thirteen. Oh god. Which is so smart too that he knew, like, okay, I need to, right? Like, bundle up. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he said he was in later interviews. He said he was like terrified when the old man, because the it was an old man, like his dogs ran down there because they heard something or saw something. Right. Um, but the old man couldn't get down there because it was like down a hill. And he told Ashley, I'll be right back. Like, I'm going to go get help. And Ashley was just like so fucking sad because he thought something was going to happen to him while the old man was gone. Right. He was like, I'm done. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. Thankfully, though, Ashley did survive the horrendous attack, um, but he suffered from partial paralyzation paralyzation, and, um, you know, all of the mental health issues that come with an attack like that. Absolutely. Um, so the boys were brought to a trial on attempted murder. Later, Ashley would talk about how he wished they would have been charged with, like, murder because that was their ultimate goal. Um, But, like, just because they didn't succeed doesn't mean that's not what their intent was. Right. Um, But, unfortunately, that's not how it works in the UK. It's also not how it works here, you know. Yeah, it's Um, like it's not really – you can't really do that, unfortunately. Yeah, which, like, I get it. Like, that was his intent, and so that's hard to, you know, accept. Um, Yeah, exactly. So the court allowed um, the names of the children to be released, of uh, Gil and Fuller, to be released to the public because they believed that their names were in the best interest of the public. They were like, people need to know 
what these children are capable of. Yeah. Um, which apparently wasn't normal for the court to do. Um, they the court also analyzed psychiatric reports on the boys mm-hmm. and found that the boys had behavioral difficulties, obviously, which led them to be easily manipulated by Paul Orens. Yeah. Which is the drug dealer. Oh, got it. I was like, who the fuck is Paul? <laughs> I saw the confusion cross your face. Um, Shit, they had behavioral issues. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, obviously. Um, the judge decided that Oren's uh, undue influence, the drugs, access to weapons, black magic, which apparently the boys claimed they were put under. Yeah, yes. I I know. Um, And exposure to scream blurred the line between fantasy and reality for the boys, which I don't believe. I personally think that they drummed up as much as they can, especially with the black magic in there. I just I don't fucking believe them. I think they're lying. Yeah, right. You might have been a little more believable if you wouldn't have fucking said black magic. Yeah, uh, but basically the judge was like, oh, well, this blurred reality for them and and they can't be held like as responsible for their actions. So the boys were convicted. They were convicted of the attempted murder, but they were only given six years behind bars. That's not enough for two psychopaths. Yeah, especially for like, you know, Ashley, like he survived this traumatic event and his like would-be killers are only going to face six years behind bars. Like, like that's horrifying. Right, like, in six years, what's he supposed to do? And I was going to be, like, scared all the time. Like, that right. brings up a lot for people. Yeah, and unfortunately, they ended up only serving three of those years before their release. Of course. Why yeah, would they so. serve anything more? Right, and, you know, at this time, uh, Daniel Gill is six or 17 and robert fuller is 18 like they're not that old so (laughs) they might still go back to the same homes you know like exactly yeah nearby so what year was 1999 is when this uh crime occurred got it yeah um and after their release like i said they were young the boys moved back home to their parents homes and which that was just around the corner from ashley And he's only 16 at this time, by the time that they're released. So, yeah, he's still at home, too. All right. Um, Ashley claimed that the boys were aggressive and he was scared to leave his home. So, like, the first year that they were released, he just didn't leave his home. Like, he was so horrified. I wouldn't have either. Like, No, absolutely not. Yeah, no, hard pass. Um... Tragically, Ashley passed away when his vehicle crashed into a tree. Um, I was trying to, I, as soon as I saw that, I wrote down intentional or accident um, because I just like wasn't sure. And it was really unclear. Um, The only article I found said that he had passed away um, from a car accident shortly. Oh, no, sorry. The only article I found said that he had passed another car shortly before the accident. So um, the other car said that he was uh, like speeding maybe a little bit, but like, that's it. Um, 
And like, that's all anybody knows as far as I could find about the crash. And how um, was that after? He was, I believe, 27 when he passed away. Oh, so like 10 years. Yeah, so it was like uh, 14 years after the incident. But yeah, so like, sad. Yeah, I know. The fucker cannot get a break. I know. And then I couldn't find anything about the other two, um, like where they are now or whatever. So names. they, yeah, they might have changed their names or gone into some sort of program where they don't have to. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, But yeah, that is the attempted murder of Ashley and um, the crime inspired by Scream, allegedly. Um, Also, my sources were That's Life, which was an Australian article. I don't know. Um, The Guardian, The Independent UK and The Daily Star. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, I forgot to grab sources, but I mean, what's new? (laughs) that's your life honestly just don't quote me (laughs) just kidding i do my research (laughs) Um, yeah the case that i was thinking of was i don't know if i swear to gosh they said it was inspired by sorry all my i'm trying to like filter my cuss words because i keep like almost cussing at school (laughs) (laughs) like 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 today like um someone like fucked up a drawing and they were like i messed this up and i was like oh fuck man it's okay and i was like I can't say that. You cannot say that to nine-year-olds, no. I was like, nah, I'm sorry, dude. Like, it happens. <laughs> um, but the case I thought you were talking about, they said it was inspired by violent video games or a violent movie or something, but they, like, videotaped their reactions afterward. <gasps> yes. yes. I do it's know what you're talking teenage- about. Yeah, and it's two teenage boys, and they go murder their girlfriend. Yeah. Not an actual relationship girlfriend there's a girl who happens to be a friend and (laughs) they go murder her and they like record or it's they actually murder her and they like record their reactions after they're in the car and they're like yeah we actually just killed her like yeah yeah i've I've seen commercials for that like a documentary on that have you on hulu have you seen like all the 2020 episodes there's like a thousand no, I haven't. And they all have really, they're all, like, there's, like, Dateline, there's 2020. I watched one on Conrad Roy, the, um... Mm-hmm. The texting killer, yeah. Yeah, the texting murder, and yeah. that one's on there. That's really good. Also, they have the girl from Plainville. That's on Hulu, too. That's, like, a dramatization of that incident. Interesting. And I watched one on, like... The girls who killed because of Slender Man. So. Oh. Have you never heard about that? No, I don't think I have. Oh my God, it's these two teen- it's these two teenagers. They're like twins. They're like twelve and thirteen, and they kill their friend because or attempted murder. Attempted. They attempted murder their like twelve year old friend in the woods because Slender Man told them to. They know that that's not real. Yeah. They thought it was real. They were like, he was telling us, and then they'd go run off in the woods because they were like, oh, we have to go find his mansion. And it was crazy. The girl survived, thank God, but like, they like stabbed her a lot too. Like, Mm. yeah. And she crawled out of the woods at like 12 years old. Oh, poor baby. I know. It was pretty crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. All these episodes that were not sponsored, but they're on Hulu. (laughs) ABC's 2020. They're actually Go check it 
Yeah. Go check it out. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening this week. We really appreciate you. And thanks for being patient while we had to take a break. Life things. Yeah. Yeah. You guys understand we're busy bitches, busy, successful bitches. And honestly, like, do you expect anything else from us at this point? Right. When are we ever on time? Yeah. Like if that's if you expect timely episodes, then do you know us? You don't. And you better go start it. Okay. <laughs> Number zero, bitch. Start over. <laughs> don't be one of those bitches that like listens from like the most recent episode backwards because that's weird as fuck. That is weird as fuck. You got to listen to the progress. You got to got to be in it while we, you know, struggle with sound. We yeah. don't have my don't have opening music yet. Right. <laughs> we don't have boots and pants in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Liberty just had to hold away the microphone so she could burp. I didn't want to burp in the mic. That felt kind of disrespectful. Mm, that's valid. To my mic. <laughs> okay. Yes, and don't forget, next week is going to be your regular listener story, so yes. send us DMs on Instagram. You can comment on our pictures, stories you want us to cover. Um, send us any listener shit. stories you might have, like yes. that happened to you or family or friends or what have you. Absolutely. Send all your shit. Send it to our Gmail, too, just because mm-hmm. that's, like, a little more articulate. Um, at KillerCrimeSisterTime at gmail.com. That's pretty yep. simple. Yeah, that's all we got for you. Yeah, and thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next week, maybe. Who knows? Honestly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who fucking knows? <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Bye.